rose can you see by the dawn's early light was so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming state's number one motorsports talk show today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states here's wrapping on racing all right race fans good evening um this is Wrapping on Racing, August 17, 2020, and with me is Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It was a busy weekend, and we got a lot to talk about for our local, race, local racing fans. Our guests include super late model driver Brandon Groders, Raceway 7 point leader Jessica Harvey, Jennerstown Speedway promoter Bill Rebar, and wheel and modified driver Craig Lutz. Fans, i got a big, big story I want to share with you to kick off the show. Uh, joining us now is my good friend, Bobby Lake. Bobby, uh, good evening. How are you? I'm doing fine, Don. How about yourself? Good. You know, over the past couple of weeks, uh, I think it's uh, news to everybody that Michael decided he didn't want to drive your car anymore. Uh, I guess he's in love. And uh, you and I talked on several occasions, and you weren't sure what you wanted to do. You were going to sell everything, but that's kind of changed. So why don't you share with the listeners what the plan is? Well, first of all, I think Michael just needs uh, somewhat of a break. Uh, he's been doing this since he was like three and a half years old, and uh, I kind of get it. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, I do get it, and I don't get it. But I just want to give him his space a little bit, let him let him decide what he wants to do, and maybe by the end of the year, uh, maybe something he'll change his mind, and something else will come aboard. Maybe uh, we'll do something different. But for now, uh, me and Lynn Geiser is going to team up for the rest of the year, and uh, hopefully, we can uh, go out and run some of the bigger shows maybe later on down the road uh, towards the end of the year and uh, hopefully we can be uh, successful locally and out on the road. 
Well, I know you and Lynn have been friends for a long time, and on occasion when he was having issues, I think you, you even lent him a motor. Uh, how long, how far back does it go, your friendship with Lynn? Oh, I've known Lynn for, my Lord, long, long time, back in the 80s. But, uh, you know, I raced uh, a little bit with him back in that period. And then, you know, like in the mid to late 90s, I got out of it and quit. And uh, Lynn went on, you know. And uh, But I've known him. I've kept in contact with him, you know, throughout the years. I've seen him somewhere. We'd talk. And here in the last couple of years, we've gotten pretty close. Uh, and uh, especially this year, you know. Uh, and I've known Mike since about 2012 or 13 and Mike has driven my crate cars in Florida uh, back uh, a few years back and was successful with it and uh, I kind of got along good with Mike and uh, I just thought maybe you know for the rest of the year I'd team up with them guys and uh, hopefully we can uh, go out and uh, win a few races. Well, it's like a dream team. Two excellent cars and two very knowledgeable car owners and one of the best drivers around. Uh, now, how will you determine whether you go racing and it's the one or the 27? Well, I'm going to let Mike, Mike and them decide that. You know, I mean, uh, like this weekend coming, uh, for example, uh, Mike had told me today he would like to take the 27 car and run it at Lernerville Friday night. And if everything goes well, we'll take that same car to either Tyler County or Elkins, depending on the weather. Well, that's good. And you know, after that, we'll decide what to do. I'm going to put Cochran on the on my 27 this week. Uh, we're going to put on the back quarter panels. Uh, Cochran and a couple of Lynn's other sponsors will have on it, and I'll just move things around a little bit, you know, with my people, and uh, hopefully that'll work out uh, pretty good for us. I, I sometimes I uh, think I should have been a detective because I had to go over <laughs> to Lynn's garage Friday to pick up a package. He brought it back from North Carolina for me. And I saw the 27 sitting in the corner and I said, hmm, I got to call Bobby and find out what's going on. Well, as I put all the pieces to the puzzle together, then I figured it out. I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. me and Lynn had talked Friday. Uh, when I took it down originally last week, I took it down to get the car straightened out because we had it at Latrobe uh, last weekend. And uh, the car wasn't no good at all. It was terrible. And uh, the rear end, uh, we had some problems with the, where it was setting. Uh, with Mike wanted to adjust. And uh, there was a few things in the front end that he wanted to fool with. And, uh, and then me and Lynn had went to the races at Thunder Mountain friday night and we rode up together and uh me and him got to talking and uh one thing led to another and uh this is how we this is uh, what we come up with now as far as hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be a, a a good deal here you know uh maybe we can put a good show on for the fans and win a couple races now the chassis are the same what about the engines is there any similarity there no, they're all they're all different. Uh, the, the motors I have are Ford motors, which Lynn has a Ford motor too, but it's a it's a Roush eight or Dorm. I think it's a Dorm motor. And then the motor that's in the car now actually belonged to me, and uh, Lynn's purchasing that motor off of me. It's a it's a custom, the four thirty custom. Well, I'm glad. my motors are built by Bill Sleeper. Uh, they're they're Ford motors uh, by uh, uh, by Bill Sleeper. So. Uh, they're quite a bit different. 
I'm sure that Mike will adjust because he's an excellent driver, and he could use a little change of luck at Lernerville. He has been successful everywhere, but it's almost like there's there's a cloud over him at Lernerville or a target on a quarter panel, and a couple guys have been banging him around. So maybe uh, if he's in the 27, his luck will change. Well, let's hope so. That's what we're hoping for. Maybe get things turned around for him and Lynn, because they've God knows they've had so much bad luck. I mean, with with motor problems throughout the last few years, and uh, you know, with things like what's been happening, you know, at the racetracks, you know, getting uh, getting clobbered here and there by different people, and uh, hopefully that this one will change and uh, we can get going in the right direction. Well, I know you and I had several. Uh, conversations and even though you told me you wanted to sell everything deep down I didn't think you were ready to quit yet and I'm glad that uh, you and Lynn have come to terms as well as Mike I understand Mike's very excited about this and uh, I want to thank you for being with us tonight and we can share this with all the fans well I I appreciate it and I just uh, wanted to just make sure we get the scoop out there and there's no rumors floating you know that uh you know how things go sometime in the in the racing world. There's a lot of things floating around, you know. And I just wanted to wanted to put a, a stake in it and let people know what's happening. And uh, yeah, I've had to. I've I've been wanting to quit, Don. And uh, I I don't know if this will be my last year or not. You know, I kind of need to probably in some sense. But if I do retire, it, I'll still be affiliated with somebody or something to help out. You know, uh, if I don't own my own car. Uh, there's just other things that I want to do down the road. Uh, and hopefully, maybe at the end of the year, I can make that decision and uh, make the right decision and, and go ahead and either do it or, or what. But if I don't, if I do do it, then uh, I'll probably stick with Lynn a little bit and help them out, you know, somewhat. And Lynn and Mike and uh, keep them going, help, help them out, you know. But for now, uh, we're going to try this out, see how it works. And see what the future brings sounds like a good plan good luck wherever you guys go and whatever car you're in and i want to thank you for being with us tonight okay don well thanks for having me i really appreciate it don we had an opportunity this friday and we talk about this over and over again racers helping racers and just the racing family and there's a couple of things I just want to tell our listeners about. And the first one was a product, uh, a project, excuse me, that Chris Rudolph had with the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, and it's a Ride for Kids program. And what it is, it's a it's a program to generate funds for these operations. And there was six uh, kids there, uh, five guys and a girl, and um, they were the guests of the Lernerville Speedway, the Thompson family, and Chris and. I had an opportunity to meet the kids, and we went and got, got them some checker flags. But the nice part about it is the, the drivers came up and met the kids. It was we had, and I may, if I miss one, I, I, I'm sorry. But we had Garrett Crummer, uh, Mike Reft, AJ Flick, Corey McPherson, Colton Walters, and Jeremiah Schindeldeckers. And the smiles on these kids' faces was just great. And, and I know they had an enjoyable evening. And a big shout out to Chris. I think this is the second or third year that he's been involved with it. And it was just a special evening, uh, not only for Chris, for myself, but for the kids. But while we're talking about special events, uh, Nikki Zambotti, uh had a silent auction, and it's going to continue next weekend where 
drivers and fans and people have donated baskets, and this is all to uh, help raise funds. Lisa Hartman, who's a big uh, part of the Lernerville Skid Club, is uh, re-diagnosed with some uh, cancer, and it's, it's an unfortunate thing. And again, the racing community, you know, wants to reach out and help Lisa and her family. And I know you had an opportunity to walk around and see some of the the baskets and the door panels are out there, and. Uh, it was kind of a quick notice thing, but I think what Nikki and, and, and her friends are doing for Lisa is just a wonderful gesture, Don. Racers helping racers. And Nikki, she mentioned on a previous interview you did with her that oftentimes they don't get to know the wives. They see the drivers, but it's an opportunity for the family to uh, recognize other people in the family. It is, and it's going to continue this weekend. So listeners, if you're out Again, at the Speedway this coming weekend, uh, you know, please, you know, help out. It's a great cause. But, Don, we got a report on Tim McCruddy in the 50,000 North-South 100 at Florence Speedway in Union, Kentucky. It's the second 50,000 paycheck of the season. And while we're talking about 50,000, which is probably something I'm never going to see, Young Money, Kyle Larson, last year's disappointment at the Knoxville Nationals, not even qualifying for it. But the young man from California, now he's got Knoxville figured out. Again, he picked up 50000 on Saturday evening. He had a win in the preliminary race on Friday, a second, or excuse me, on Thursday, a second on Friday. Since his missing of the Knoxville Nationals last year, Don, he's won six out of seven races. He's participated in different series. So young money is making the money, and I think the guys in the all-star sprints and in the world of hot laws hope he goes back to NASCAR anytime soon. Yeah, they they will be talking to car owners, say, please, please take him back. Bill Korch has a special report on the Ed Laboon Memorial Race from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We want to welcome Tyler Walton from Miffletown, PA, and Josh Ferry from Cochrane, PA, to the Rapid on Racing family. Remember, if you miss any of Monday's program, you can go to RappinOnRacing.com. It's available 365 days out of the year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As always, we want to thank our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Number One Cochrane Automotive, Dirt Monthly Magazine, Jennerstown Speedway, along with Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Speedway Directory, and Toma Meat Market. And we want to thank our reporters, Dave Oliveri, Lenny Batiki, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Mike Lisikowski, and Jim Zufall. And I also want to welcome Julie Coates, the announcer from Raceway 7, to our reporters group. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Well, Dave, we got a really good show for them. want them to sit back, relax, and enjoy the program, and I want to thank you for being with us. It, as always, it's great, and I know we're, you know, we'll ha- we're going to have a little road trip this coming week, and we'll share that with the listeners on next week's show, Don. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. This is the Banker Bob Thought for August 17th. The Three Best Ways to Teach a Child. The first is by example, the second is by example, and the third is by example.
This portion of today's program is brought to you by number one Cochrane Automotive. The NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour invades Jennerstown Speedway Complex Saturday, August 22nd. See the thundering open wheel modifieds and the stars of NASCAR's oldest touring series in a 150-lap battle. Plus, Martella's Pharmacy's late models, all on Saturday, August 22nd. Don't miss the NASCAR Modifieds Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway Saturday, August 22nd. Adult tickets just 25 bucks. Kids 12 and under free. NASCAR Modified Qualifying starts at 5.45 p.m. with opening ceremonies at 6 p.m. followed by late model heat races then 150 laps of ground pounding NASCAR Modified action on the half mile oval plus a 30 lap late model feature the NASCAR Modified's Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex Saturday night August 22nd advance tickets on sale now at Jennerstown.org Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, PowerTech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopoul. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochran sales and service, go to Cochran.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Mike Lusikowski. All right, fans, joining us now is Mike Lisikowski from Jennerstown Speedway. Mike, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. Uh, I've had better racing weekends, to say the least. <laughs> the, uh, the Jennerstown Speedway once again fell victim to Mother Nature on Saturday night with uh, rains that began in the morning and continued and uh, put the property in a position where we wouldn't have had the opportunity to put on the best possible 
most timely possible performance. And uh, one of the things that uh, went into that decision is it was autograph night, uh, which does typically add uh, you know an hour to 45 minutes to <clears throat> the length of the racing program each year. And I know that kids and fans of all ages really are disappointed because at the Jennerstown Speedway, autograph night is not just a matter of the drivers and teams signing programs and handing out photos. It becomes a virtual trick-or-treat of snacks and drinks and, and prizes and, uh, in some cases, shirts. And, and uh, so the, uh, the, the, the trick-or-treat event that is autograph night at the Jennerstown Speedway plus the five-division racing program was lost this past Saturday night. Now, if there's a silver lining to this particular rainout, and I'm, pre- I'm reaching pretty far here to find a positive, uh, the Martellus Pharmacies late model division probably needed a break after the 150 laps of punishment put on those cars during the Crown Jewel event, the Motor Mountain Masters, one week prior. There were a few of the teams that had suffered some damage, uh, some mechanical failures, and having an extra week to get the late models back on track and up to 100% performance is probably uh, a welcome thing for a handful of those competitors. Jeremy Schaefer, uh, late model rookie this season, suffered severe damage in a crash near the end of the Masters 150. So, uh, you know, if there was ever going to be a rainout night for the sake of a handful of the late model drivers competing for top ten positions in the point standings, this would have been the week in order to get them a little bit more time to thrash on those cars back at the shop. But speaking of rainouts, we had lost an event a few weeks back which was not only five-division racing, but also the 2020 Hall of Fame induction ceremony and a fireworks display. And we can now announce that on September 5th, both of those previously rained-out elements have been added to the five-division racing. And so uh, we'll run through the complete schedule with that rescheduling to the 5th. Uh, We'll give an update on the whole situation here in just a moment, but I wanted to take a moment before that and discuss the big event coming up this Saturday night. Uh, and, and when I say by popular demand, the NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour returns to Jennerstown Speedway this coming Saturday night. They will participate in time trials, and then the 150-lap Laurel Highlands 150, and they will be racing with the Martellus Pharmacies late models. It's a two-division racing program, just the NASCAR modifieds and the late models. And when I say by popular demand, ever since the Jennerstown Speedway has been resurrected, there have been fans begging and clamoring for the NASCAR mods to return because in the original asphalt era of the Speedway, the NASCAR modifieds made often two visits per season to Jennerstown Speedway. So now that we've got a few seasons under our belts and everything is, is going like gangbusters at the Jennerstown Speedway, the NASCAR Modifieds returned earlier this spring for their 2020 season opener. But if you recall the state of affairs in our country at that point, fans were not allowed to attend. And after tens of thousands of people watched the free broadcast, uh, thanks to NBC Sportsnet, We can now open the gates this Saturday for all the fans that could only watch through a device back in the spring when over 30 modifieds competed in the 150-lap event that kicked off the Wayland Modified Tour for 2020. Proudly, we can say advanced tickets are currently on sale. 
If you go to Jennerstown.org, you can avoid the ticket lines when you get to the Speedway and drive right up into the show this coming Saturday night. NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour back at Jennerstown Speedway with only the late models in a two-division show this coming Saturday night with advanced tickets on sale. This is going to be very, very exciting. I had an opportunity to be the anchor of the broadcast calling that first modified tour race, and there was one crash in 150 laps. And when you think about how tremendous these professional drivers are, they hadn't raced. Most of the drivers I talked to had raced maybe once, or twice if they hadn't gone to Florida Speed Weeks. It was the first time out for brand-new equipment and new cars that day, and 150 laps went on with only one minor three-car collision. So these guys know what they're doing. They know how to handle the Jennerstown Speedway. And this Saturday night, you can see those low, sleek, gorgeous NASCAR modifieds in action at the Jennerstown Speedway with the late model. So taking a look at the remaining events on the schedule, NASCAR modifieds this Saturday. The following Saturday, five division racing and the final enduro from the Ron's Collision Center Enduro Series for 2020 on August the 29th. Then we just mentioned September the 5th, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, five division racing and a fireworks display. September the 12th, another big one that we'll talk about in the coming weeks. The nationally televised must-see sprint car series returns. The must-see sprints are the 410 cubic inch Wing sprint cars is there are several series that compete on asphalt throughout the country who say sprint car, but they're 305 cubic inch engines or 360 cubic inch engines. The must-see sprint cars are the 410s, and they have put on two tremendous shows at the Jennerstown Speedway in the past two seasons. Their third consecutive appearance at Jennerstown is September the 12th, along with five division racing, and September 19th. We will crown the champions for 2020 at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex with the grand finale of the season, five division racing. So only a handful of nights left to make it out to the mountain to see Jennerstown Speedway action. And this Saturday with the NASCAR Modifieds, an event that I'm really, really looking forward to, Don. One of our guests tonight is Lutz, the fellow that finished second in the Modified race earlier this season. I talked of the day of the event, and what I told him uh, was how impressed I was with him during Florida Speed Weeks at New Smyrna Speedway. I had not been very familiar with his career. Uh, he'd won some limited modified championships, and when I met him at New Smyrna, he sort of filled me in on what his resume was like. And during the New Smyrna Speed Weeks, he had a fantastic World Series of Asphalt Racing. So being that New Smyrna is a big, fast half-mile racetrack, it shouldn't have been surprising that he did so well on the big half-mile at Jennerstown. Uh, but many of the folks who had followed only the NASCAR Tour weren't familiar with that name before that event, and he certainly turned some heads in that first appearance of the season at Jennerstown. I think he'll be a contender for this one on Saturday. I agree, Don. Several drivers... Uh, who are looking to turn around a, a tough luck season are going to be putting their best foot forward at Jennerstown because, again, these guys, like so many other tours, race on a lot of third-mile tracks in New England on maybe some tight quarter miles. And I used to watch these guys at the Holland Speedway in New York every year, and that's a, a very high-banked racetrack, but only a third mile. With those big, wide tires getting so much bite, these drivers are thrilled to be able to really get on the hammer down the big, long straightaways at Jennerstown. It's going to be a great race, Don. And this is a great report. Any closing thoughts? I think we've got everything covered. Uh, when I mentioned that Hall of Fame and fireworks display night September the 5th, 
that will be at a regular admission price. Uh, it's the first fireworks display that Jennerstown has put on in uh, in quite some time, so I know that uh, all the residents in the tiny town there are going to be putting their lawn chairs out, joining the race fans to watch the skies light up over Jennerstown September the 5th. Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening. You too, Don. All right, fans, joining us now is Billy Rebar, the promoter at the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me on. You know, the Masters was amazing, and we've covered it, and I think everybody had a wonderful time. But, you know, a little bird told me there's something big on the horizon for Jennerstown next year. Are you at liberty to talk about it? Yes, sir, I am, and uh, I'm glad you're having me on the show because we try to break as much news as we can here on Rapping on Racing, who's just such a great partner of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And unfortunately, you know how things go in the racing world. Uh, things turn into rumors, and they involve into things that aren't exactly what they're meant to be. And the breaking news is we will be starting a sixth division at the Jennerstown Speedway com- Complex. And we tested the waters. We kind of started asking some people. Well, when the rumors kicked up, it was we were combining, eliminating, dropping other divisions. That is 100% false. We are not going to affect any of the five divisions that are currently racing at the Speedway. This is new division. is something that myself, Larry Heminger, Rich Pollagrude, and John Morocco uh, have thought about doing for about two years, but... As I always say, it's all about timing and asphalt racing, and finally the timing is right to create this new division. Uh, The title, the name for this new division, hasn't exactly developed yet. It's either going to be a semi-late or a pro, uh, pro stock, something along those lines. But in essence, it is going to become a 602 crate or a 347 junior Ford late model class. And you might say, well, Billy, you already have a late model class. Why do you need another one? Don, I can count at least 15 cars off the top of my head that are sitting sidelined in the local regional area that are antiquated. They cannot compete in our current late model class. They're just old technology. And the guys that own them, they want to race so bad, but they don't want to go out and spend the money on the updates and find out that they just don't have it anymore. They're not competitive. Uh, they're just intimidated to jump back into this late model class. At the same time, they don't want to get into a, a modified or a street stock. So we have determined that there's a, a great need to utilize the equipment in this area and bring this class to life. And I think it's going to be in tremendous fashion just within the last you know, week or so that we've been kicking around. The response we're getting is just unreal. Well, I think a big factor is going to be the engine cost. What will a 602 cost? You can go buy a fully dressed 602 right now for about $3,500. Now, keep in mind, folks, this is the same engine that currently runs in the Stoystown Auto Record Modified and the Ron's Collision Street Stocks, and some of my Farmers Union Co-op Charger cars have this engine. So here we go. We've got cars sitting out there for the price of anywhere from 1800 to $3,500 sitting there that are ready to have engines drop in, and I have drivers that already have those engines. 
And I can tell you the reason why I had to start making this press release is my our buddy Dell Kimberly is chomping at the bit to move into a semi late or pro stock or whatever we call this. Dale was already committed to be in that division next year. So now we gotta put the pen to the paper and get these rules developed. Uh they're gonna be extremely economically friendly. There'll be a shock rule. Uh there's going to be uh limits to what type of headers you use, so you can't spend big money on headers. There's going to be a claimer rule in transmissions, so guys can't put $5,000 transmissions in. Let's face it, Don. Racers, if they have a budget, are going to spend the money somewhere. But we're going to do our best job to protect them from doing that. Uh, there's going to be a rear-end rule. You know, everyone says, oh, rules, rules, rules. Well, folks, that's what it takes. For under $10,000, you can put one of these cars together and come race and be competitive at the Jennerstown Speedway. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Billy Rebar, the promoter at the Jennerstown Speedway. I like the name Pro Stock, and I'll tell you why. Several of the dirt tracks that have super late models have Pro Stocks. So that would be very recognizable, where in your case, you have the super late models. So Pro Stocks would just kind of fit into the uh, narrative in the racing neighborhood. But I think it's a great idea because, you know, if a guy wants to race and can't afford a brand-new uh, chassis, then this is perfect. Exactly. And we have cars sitting there. Todd Price and his family actually have two extra cars that would be perfect candidates for this series. And as I mentioned, you have drivers that already have the 602 crate engines or the Ford Junior. They can buy these cars, drop their motors in, and go. So maybe they're not ready to make that step to the late model division, as a lot of guys have done. This is a stepping stone. It's also the ability for our late model teams to sell off some of their equipment that they've accumulated and, you know, piece together cars. I mean, I will confidently tell you, I will go on the record and say, I think if the stars align, we'll have 12 to 14 cars immediately when this, this race, this car, this series kicks off. I really believe that. Well, another nice... And at the same time, it's not going to rob any other cars from other divisions. You might lose one here, one there, one there. But it's going to be a great way to introduce some people that have been sidelined for a while, that have equipment, to bring them back to the racetrack. And who knows, if they find great success, they can move up to the late model division. And, you know, there's some fans out there that will make the argument, well, they tried this once before and it failed. That was different times, different management groups. A lot of things have changed in asphalt racing. And, and once again, I believe the timing is now. Um, I've also heard, well, why don't you start a truck division? There, there's a big difference from what we're talking here. We're trying to create a class from cars that are already existing in the surrounding community, region, whatever you want to call it, with motors that guys already have. So we already have the puzzle. It's just a matter of putting it together. And we strongly agree at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex that this, this division will come to life next year and it will grow very quickly. Well, another thing in your favor is the fact on a typical race night, what do you finish up about 9.30? So another division's not going to send people home late, plus the fact that a lot of people love coming down in the pits after the races and just hanging out, visiting with friends, having a bite to eat, maybe an adult beverage. I think that that's probably the most popular post-race activity at the track. There really is. Even the other evening, a couple weeks ago there at the Masters, I mean, the amount of people that came down afterwards was just fantastic. But, you know, our intent is to rotate the divisions. Our top late model division will race every week. But 
the other five divisions, the pro stock, the modifieds, the street stock, the chargers, and four cylinders will rotate, thus giving a division like every fifth night off so that they can plan a vacation. They can have family do things. So um, it's pretty crazy. You're going to be very popular with the wives and the girlfriends and the moms if they know that they want to do something with real life and not racing. That's perfect. They put it on a calendar. Yeah, we try to be racer friendly. And and I have former late model competitors calling me. I have current modified drivers, charger drivers, several Super Cup drivers that want to come do this. So it's bringing all walks of life together that – probably wouldn't be racing here so it's it's just a way to continue to grow the jennerstown speedway complex make it racer friendly and affordable we would be racing on the same tire that the modified and street stocks currently race on so that they'll be able to you know that they're going to be familiar with that tire it's plenty available it's probably the the signature tire for american racer they race it all over Ohio on late models, so we already know what the tire is able to do. So very cost-effective, affordable. It's just going to be the great package. And I'm already speaking with those at Port City Race Cars. Um, some friends of mine have been heavily involved over the years, ASA Racing, Crate Late Models, Super Late Models in Ohio. Everyone I've talked to about this said this is what asphalt racing has been missing. And they've started a 602 class down south. It's taken off. They started a 602 class out in the Midwest, and it's really taken off. It's bringing affordability back to racing. That if you want to move up the ladder, you already have a big piece of the puzzle. You, know, you talk about racer friendly, and I had uh, Mike Sweeney on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I said that I wanted to come down and see him because he mentioned he had in his trailer a hot dog rolling machine <laughs> to feed the crew. And I stopped in and I said, I want to see that machine. And he was going to quit working on his tires to make me a hot dog. I said, no, Mike, I'm satisfied. I saw the machine. I'm good to go. But I'll tell you something else that I see. The feedback and the, and the reaction from these drivers, they're going to want more and more of these big late model races. How are you going to deal with that? It's funny you mentioned it, Don. Um, I won't mention any names or series, but the phone has been absolutely blowing up. Everyone wants to come to Jennerstown, and, you know, there's only so many dates available, but um, who knows what could happen or transpire between now and the end of the year. But things are really, really happening. we got to get through the August 22nd Women Modified Tour race, which is shaping up to be a great one. And the sky's the limit. Uh, we'll just stay tuned, and we'll take it one day at a time. Well, we're coming up on a break. Is there anything we've missed? Anything you want to add? Just want to remind people that, you know, when you hear rumors in the racing community, sometimes they're a lot more favorable than what you hear. So don't be afraid to call myself, the Speedway, the owners. Uh, get clarification because, as I mentioned, we have no intentions of eliminating, combining any of divisions. This is just something that we really have been wanting to do, and now's the time to do it. And I think it's just an expansion plan. Well, after this interview airs, that'll eliminate a lot of phone calls because they'll hear it right from you. I want to thank you. Exactly. That's why we like to break our news on Wrapping on Racing. I want to thank you for being with us, and you have a nice evening. Hey, thanks as always, Don. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Number One Cochrane Automotive. 
Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Thomas Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact fine. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, up next on the show is Craig Lutz, the driver of the number 46 Wheel and Modified. Craig, uh, good evening. I want to thank you for being with us. Thanks, Don. Thanks for having me on. A little bit of history. I understand you started out in the go-karts. How old were you when you were racing go-karts? Uh, we started young. Uh, me and my brother started racing go-karts when we were five. I find that guys with karting experience adjust very well to full-size cars. You know, whether it's sprints, modifies, late models, they seem to have that, uh, the reaction, the steering, uh, I, I don't know. But most of the successful guys around here, are good, a good point would be uh, Ryan Blaney and his dad and his uncle. I mean, they all race go-karts. Then from the go-karts, I understand at age 14, you get into a late model. Yes. Yep. Um, soon as soon as I was old enough, I mean, I live on Long Island, so the, we just have one track, which is River Red. But at the time, you had to be 16 to race there. So uh, we went up to Mountain Pennsylvania, Mountain Speedway in Pennsylvania, and uh, I was able to start when I was 14. So uh, that's where we spent two years. Then the transition from the late models to the SK Modifieds, uh, how old were you? Would you have been 16 when that happened? 
Yeah, we, I started racing in the SKs when I was 16. Yeah. And now you're currently running that beautiful number 46. Uh, where do you, do you travel around with the entire tour, or do you pick and choose your schedule? Um, luckily enough, I have an awesome car owner and a great team. And um, we, we travel everywhere the tour goes. This is our uh, third full season together, so uh, we follow wherever the tour goes. And this year we've been mixing in some uh, open, races, open races as well. Well, now your car owner, did he see you racing the SKs? How did that deal come together? Um, it was actually, his son used to race against me, actually. We used to be rivals all the time because we were the same age, and uh, we raced together all the time. So he went SK racing, I went SK racing at the same time. He got he got in a tour, a tour modified before I did, but... Um, we always stayed friendly, and uh, you know, it, um, the situation changed, and uh, they were looking for a driver. And uh, lucky enough, I was the one to get the call. This is good, fans. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Craig Lutz, a driver of the number 46 wheel and modified. That speedway is beautiful. Most of the drivers, the travelers, come in. They'll say, "Wow, when can we come back?" Because of how. Mu- how nice, you know, the management, uh, the promoter, Billy Rebar, everybody from the person selling you pizza to the pit lineup guy. They're just, a, it's a great bunch of people. And uh, it, it's, it shows in the results. I mean, they just had a big late model race there. And the same scenario, you know, they go, hey, when can we come back? Uh, of all your races so far this season, did you have a favorite race? Yeah, I mean, uh, we kicked the season off strong there at Jennerstown, actually. We, we actually finished second. It was a strong run for us, and uh, like you said, it's a beautiful facility, awesome staff. They made us feel like home at home for our first time there, and uh, really looking forward to head back up there. So you got some notes for this, so you're in a pretty good uh, place. Who do you figure is going to be your uh, toughest competition? Didn't Bonsignor win it uh, last time? Yeah, Justin won last time, but uh, again, you're on the modified tour. You're racing against the best in the Northeast in the country, actually. So, uh, you know, there's anywhere from 10 to 15 cars that can win. So, hopefully, uh, we'll be one of those who have a shot at the end and uh, see how the night goes. I just love these cars. They're so beautiful, and yours is case in point. Well, uh, this doesn't happen by accident. Let's talk a little bit about your sponsors. Our biggest sponsor is Riverhead uh, Build Supply. They make it all possible for us to go to each and every racetrack and be able to have the equipment to compete against the best. So uh, without them, this whole operation wouldn't run. So luckily enough, I have them on the car, and uh, that's our biggest our biggest sponsor. And then uh, we have support from all the manufacturers from uh, Robert Yates Racing, David Lewis, he's at the track each and every week, tuning on the carburetor and the motor and make sure it's all good. And then um, Rob Fuller from LFR Race Cars, he you know, built the cars, builds the shocks, and they're for the trackside support too. So without, you know, there's so many pieces of the puzzle to, to make it happen each and every week. So, What kind of a chassis do you run? LFR chassis. Okay. How about the motor? It's a spec motor from Robert Yates Racing. Good, good, huh? Nah, the guys that turn the wrenches takes a lot of work to get this thing uh, in the ball game here. Who are uh, who's on your pit crew? 
I got a, a whole list of guys. Doug Ojiko, he, uh, he's the full-time crew chief. He works from the cars each and every day to make sure they're prepared to, uh, to run up front. And then uh, just there's 10, 12 other people to make it happen each and every week. Uh, you got tire guys, um, the truck driver. We got the cooks. So it's just so many people that make it happen every week. Any closing thoughts, anybody or anything that we haven't covered? Um, no, I just want to you know, thank everyone who makes each and every week possible. And uh, like I said, the awesome staff over there at Jennerstown. And really looking forward to see all, see all of them next week. And hopefully uh, we have a good as run as we did last time. Oh, and uh, just my, got to thank my awesome car owner and uh, my uh, girlfriend, Allie. Well, Craig, I want to thank you for being with us. I'll stop and see you up at Jennerstown. I want to wish you luck, and there's nothing I'd like better than see that car in Victory Lane. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Have a good evening. You too. take a few minutes and cover some of the short track results from the area. At Erie Speedway, Jeremy Wonderling claiming the winner's purse for the first victory of the season. Chad Vallone picked up his first super late model win at Erie's. Mike McGee, he went to victory lane in the E-Mods. Bob Vaught captured his first Economod win. And Mark Lawrence won the Challenger nightcap. At Hummingbird Speedway, the BWP Bat Late Model win went to the 13X of Ken Schaefer. The semi-lates was the 2T of Rick Wicker. Street Stocks, 55, Brandon Connor. Vintage Modifieds, the 7 of Cody Schultz. The Vintage Sportsman, 21W of Dale Zimmer. In the Pure Stocks, it was a 42H of Dennis Harrison Jr. And the four-cylinder win went to Dave Small, his first career. At Lernerville Speedway, Alex Faree scored in the super late models. Kind of interesting, as he crossed the finish line, he lost the drive shaft. And he said, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. A.J. Flick continues his winning ways in the sprint cars. That was three in a row. Rex King Jr. in the big block modifieds and Corey McPherson scored in the pro stocks. At Raceway 7, the Rush Late Models went to Daryl Bossard. The E-Mods, Brett Raybergen. Mini stock winner was Mark Lawrence. Rush Modifieds was Kyle Martell. And the Economods was Nate Young. At Michaels Mercer Raceway Park, Jack Soderman Jr. ended Adam Kekic's win streak by picking up the sprint win. The Big Block Modifieds went to Rex King Jr. Jake Gamola scored his second 305 sprint feature. It was Preston Cope in the Fast Track Modifieds and Phil King, the Mini Stocks. They were their first career wins for Cope and King. At Thunder Mountain, the 10th Annual Connor Bobbick Memorial went to Max Blair in the ULMS Late Models. Paul Ivory scored the semi-late feature win. Kyle Lucon won in the Super 6 Late Models. It seems like Kyle can win no matter what he's driving. Justin Watt was a pure stock winner, and Rob Williams won in the four cylinders. At Lay Trobe, Ryan Frazee scored in the fast track crate late models. Cody Quarick, the E-Mods. 
Ray Hickok picked up the win in the pro stocks, Anthony Montepart in the pure stocks, and Dylan Burkett in the four cylinders. We have a couple Victory Lane interviews. We're going to go to those momentarily. It'd be Ryan Frazee, Anthony Montepart, and Tim McCready. Tim McCready picking up 50 grand in his last event, and we want to thank Bob Miller for his work on securing that interview. Applause for the Addison Assassin, Ryan Frazee. Ryan, congratulations. Hey, about, I don't know, maybe four or five weeks ago, you were in the stands here with your other sister. You're watching your racing, and you're like, listen, I want to come here, but I'm a little bit worried about our hauler making it up the driveway. And you told me, you said, hi, I'll make you a deal. You get that driveway fixed. We're going to bring the RW Frazee uh, 11F up here. Well, about three weeks ago, we got that driveway fixed, and we videoed a hauler coming in. I sent it to you, and you said, I'm coming. And here you are. What a way to make your debut here at Latro, the ultra-fast half mile. Yeah, for sure. The racetrack was pretty good tonight. Um, I went in the turn down here, and I, got, I hit the, one of them tires down there, and I towed it in pretty bad. It wouldn't really want to steer after that, and this first time here. So, weighs a little tight, and uh, I wish I could have been a little bit better, but... Uh, for our first night here, it ain't too bad, and I definitely want to give a shout out to everybody here at Latrobe. Uh, you know, all their um, just being really polite and nice and about everything, and just really running a good show. Uh, you fans coming out, you really should just keep coming and doing what you're doing because it's uh, it's good to support your local racetrack. And I'll tell you what, you've been known as a short track master, and then you get on this big half mile. You've you've competed down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, but this track. They're both half mile. This track, a lot different. PMS, more momentum. This is momentum, but you got the long straightaways and the tight turns, so a little more driver involved here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's definitely a lot different. Um, you know, you know, you're right here, you got to turn the car and really just drive it straight and just try to just keep it rotating. Where Pittsburgh, you got to stay rotating at all times, but stay never touch the brakes and just stay in the gas. Uh, definitely was really tight tonight and uh, really shared the right rear a lot. And I didn't think I was going to be able to get that win. I don't know how close they were, but I was just trying to hang on for what I had. And we're going to go home, fix the left front, and go race some more tomorrow. But uh, I just it was definitely a good night. First time here. I can't, can't complain. And you got the best-looking crew chief in the pits tonight. And uh, you know what? I, I don't know. You, you, I'm sure you're not aware of it, but we had your dad on the phone call, and, and I could see that smile through the phone. Oh, I'm sure, you know, my, my dad, man, he'd do anything to be here with me. He loves racing with a with his heart, man. He, he doesn't do nothing but work, and with him having this cancer and stuff, it's uh, really put a put a downhill on everything. Uh, we did some traveling this year, not a lot. We're just trying to hit a, hit a lot of local tracks. Uh, I just definitely want to thank my mom and dad for uh, everything they've done for me and my racing career. You know, they've let me do whatever I need. Uh, gave me the best equipment I've, I could ask for, you know, with all my, I got really good stuff. Uh, I just want to make them proud, and that's hopefully what we're doing tonight. And what a night to win on, Joe's Body Shop and Towing out of Fairbanks, Pennsylvania, providing you with this beautiful trophy and this hat. The biggest 
biggest win of your career comes on Joe's Body Shop and Towing, Pure Stop Pandemonium. You're taking home over $1,500, a brand new Hoosier tire from Lavish Performance. Um, the Heat Race win, which will give you some money from Dr. Molly McGuire, Bubba's Concession Stand, SB Promotions, Howie Bayless Photos. And I got a gut feeling we're going to have a hell of a party in these pits tonight. Yeah, first and foremost, thank you, Joe, and everyone else that contributed to this. Our class, we don't, we rarely ever see a race like this. So to be able to have this annually, it's amazing for us guys. We work just as hard as the guys that run the Supers. We put just as much time and our money into it. So it means a lot to have a day like this. And to win it, it means more than I can say through the mic. Hey, I'll tell you what, one thing with Joe is when he came up with this and the staff and management, he said, listen, I want to reward the local guys. And he goes, the little guys. Not saying that you're a little guy, don't take that wrong, but he says, you know, super late models, crate late models, they all have their big races. What about the guys? This is an entry-level rear-wheel drive class. Let's give them their moment in the sun. Last year he came up with the race idea. This year... You were down in the pits, but Joe bought dinner for 200 people, gave away these beautiful hats, T-shirts, and he said, if you thought this was good, wait till next year. Yeah, I tell you what, there isn't too many people in this world like Joe here, and it means a lot. Thank you very much. And also, going back on that, I hope you fans like these shows we put on every week, because I tell you what, you throw Chris Hickok, EJ Rozak, me, and Ben's here tonight. You throw those names into the mix. We're tough racers. I don't care if we're in pure stocks or not. We go elbows up every night out here for you guys. Hey, Anthony, around, I don't know, lap 14 or 15, you were in second place, and you guys were coming up on lap traffic. And I know you're a hunter, and you like you go out and you hunt, and you got to process that deer. Are you a butcher? Because I'll tell you what, the way you cut through that traffic, man, you, you I'm surprised you didn't have a knife. No, I ain't no butcher. I got my deer and we skin them. But I tell you what, Chris Chris had a great car. I didn't think I was going to be able to run him down. We got into heavy lap traffic, and I know he was on the brakes as much as me. I was just trying to pick and choose and not run over anybody, and he washed up a little bit, and I tried sneaking through without taking his nose off. But hell of a race. Thanks to Chris. Nobody got into me tonight. I got into Ben down into one uh, with the right rear. I uh, hope he doesn't think that was uh, – dirty or anything but how about dennis bates and the staff and management of here at late trope and this track crew it was raining at 4 30 everybody said you guys are idiots call it oh even tool tool denardo he even said you, you what are you guys doing where said listen we're gonna race and that and uh mr bauman said guys you're gonna have probably the best track you ever had how was this track tonight this track was the best this track's been in two years. Dennis Bates has been putting in so much work. Keep supporting them, guys. Tonight, there wasn't. A, it was a little bit choppy, but I tell you what, there was so much bite in this track tonight. If it's like this every week, look out, because we'll have supers here every week. Now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank all the people who helped make this win possible on Joe's Body Shop and Towing Pure Stock Pandemonium Night at the Races. Yeah, so many. First off, that victory lap, that was for my pap and my mother, who we've both lost, but have had great memories here with those two. So that's what that was for. And how about the fine sponsors on this Lady Luck 100? Here, got some water.
I'm all right. Uh, first and foremost, John Gilmore, Joe Zioli at A1 Machine, uh, Gene at GVD Coding, Repair X, Vinyl Destination, Trico Welding, Charlie Trice is here tonight, uh, 66 Auto Supply. Ricky works his butt off, him and Bryce, that's where we keep the car. My dad, Joe Kelly, what can you say about Joe? Two-time Hall of Famer, if I need to go to him, he's always there for me. He's basically my uncle. My brothers, Luke and Brett, are always here to support me. I don't think my girlfriend made it tonight again. I won two nights in a row. She's not been here. But everyone else back here, Christina, who am I forgetting here? But um, thanks, everybody. If I forgot your name, I'm sorry. The Dean family, everyone. Thank you. Race fan, let's give a round of applause for the winner of the second annual Pure Star Pandemonium, sponsored by the fine folks at Joe's Body Shop and 24-Hour Towing, the winner, Mr. Anthony Monopart. Richard Tim McCready, the smiles back on the face. Give me the emotions as you took that checkered flag tonight. This past month or so has been a war for you guys. What did that mean to you tonight? Oh, it means everything. I mean, um, I've said, you know, I haven't made it a secret that I, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so I'm not going to do this forever. Uh, I don't want to be out here uh, toiling around, um, you know, asking, trying to make shows and just, just struggling. So uh, someday I'm going to be gone. So uh, anytime I can get these these ones like this, man, it's amazing. Truly amazing. You had to come out of a B tonight. You started 20th. And you told me to I-80 a few weeks ago. You came in with a top five, but you said, I still can't drive the car where I want to drive it. Tonight looked different. What were you guys, guys able to do to the car to make it so maneuverable? Well, I mean, after I-80, went home and uh, Justin, Labani, and, and Longer put a new car together for me. So this is, uh, the, the debut was, was the first night, but we blew up and then um, put our old car back out and run good. Then we brought this out last night and run fourth one or fifth and I said man you know in the slick this thing's really good if I could just get it to be stuck harder in and uh as the race wore on I just got a little stuck harder a little stuck harder and um yeah so I, I mean uh it's been a battle and also hard work from Bill Stein Shocks and hard work from Longhorn and everybody in between Donald Gina Mega Plumbing you know everybody that does this whole thing um it, you get all these tools you think you got it handled and you're in a B main and then you're struggling and you don't know why you're blistering right rears and, and I can go on and on and on and uh, the only way I know how to uh, get out of that is to um, go to the right for a little while and that's bad go to the left back up or go forward I, if you go the same way every time and try to critique uh, my ability as a driver or, or what I you know or just anything it's just hard I got to take big swings so all weekend we took a swing at something different every time on the track and um, even before the future I said to Phil look at uh we might as well run the right rear shock ran at I-80, which we hadn't run all weekend. So it's uh, sometimes you get lucky. How bad were you hating all those late race cautions once you got to second? Uh, I had frustrations in the Conti from the original green getting uh, called back and just frustrations with a lot of things, um, just the way the day went. Uh, um, and then, yeah, because every time the yellow comes out, uh, Cody was down here in three and four, and he would tell Jimmy, he would just say arc a little, or, or I could see him just doing some hand movements. And uh, they're a great race team. They're probably the best team, you know, in our, on our tour right now. So um, he moved a little. It made it harder for me to get into the corner. Um, and I moved up, which I didn't know if it would stick. And I moved up, and it stuck. And I'm like, oh, my, it's really good right here. And, uh, 
just I thought oh, if I could slide them once to just get them out of a rhythm, maybe we could we could do something. And it just happened to be our night, man. That's just the way it goes. This crazy, crazy year where we're, none of us knew if we were going to race after speed weeks. Now, since we got back racing, you've won two $50,000 races. Eldora now here. How long is that going to take to sink in? Oh, man, it's... I mean, we got to go back to the shop because we got some more stuff we got to do. So we're going to go out of the way to Batesville for next week. So um, for me personally, I mean, it's circa 2017, man. We're, we're doing it all over again. We won two then, and uh, we had a good car all year. This year, we're, we've had some struggles, but... um. I will say this, like, you know, like everybody knows, I'm good sometimes and really bad. I'm never always consistent, and it just makes the big ones even sweeter when you struggle, and then you can come out on top. So uh, we're going we're gonna to live this one up, that's for sure. I know you mentioned Bill Stein and Longhorn, Gina and Donald. Who all would you like to thank? Yes, Scott, Coronet Power, obviously, uh, um, Jeff, uh, Philip, my crew chief, Kevin Rumbly, uh, Kevin's not here. He, he's his dad's just, you know, fortunately, our, our, both our parents are starting to get a little up there, and, um, you know, he's, he's sticking home. It's what you're supposed to do, and uh, we wish he was here. Uh, talk to him every other day about stuff, and, and uh, just the whole program. We got a really good program here um, with Donald, Gina, and, and, and everybody, so I, I just want to thank everybody. I know I'm missing people, and uh, D&E Marine Dave, I always miss him, and that's why uh, uh, they say that Kevin's pontoon doesn't run sometimes, because Dave isn't going to fix it unless I say good job, but I just want to thank everybody. I mean, I, I know I ramble, but um, I love this sport, and, and uh, but uh, on top of everything, I really love winning. I really love winning. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and listeners' emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly, there's no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd Annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter, at PA Motor Speedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. 
Number one Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, number one Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopoul. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on Number One Cochran sales and service, go to Cochran.com. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. This past Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the Ed Laboon Memorial. One of the biggest races in the area and the biggest at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway for the Penn Ohio Series Pro Stocks. The threat of rain hung over the speedway all day, but it was dry when racing started shortly after 6 o'clock. 40 cars were in the pits for time trials and Bobby Whitling set the fast time. Chris McGuire was second fastest. Four heat races were run, with Rusty Martz winning the first one, Bobby Whitling finishing second. The second heat went to Noah Burnell, Jackson Humanic finished second. Heat number three went to Jason Fosnall, with Chris McGuire finishing second. And in the fourth and final heat, it was Alan Dellinger winning it, followed by Chris Schneider. The first B-Main went to Andrew Gordon, with Randy Wyant and A.J. Poljack second and third. And in the second B-Main was Joshua Seipel winning, Brett McDonald second, and Nick Kachubo finished third. In the all-important fast dash, Alan Dellinger the winner, followed by Jackson Humanic, so they made up the front row for the 30-lap feature. When the green flag fell, Dellinger quickly into the lead, and Chris Schneider quickly into second place. The race would remain green until lap 11 when the first caution fell. On the restart, it was still Dellinger in the lead, Schneider trying to pass on the inside but was unable to do so. And it would remain that way for three more cautions and three more restarts. Dellinger starting on the outside, Schneider trying to pass on the inside, but could not overtake him. Both cars would wind their way through lap traffic, but it was Dellinger all the way, leading all 30 laps to capture the ninth annual Ed Laboon Memorial. In Victory Lane, Dellinger talked about taking the outside on the restarts and staying there. I knew I needed to run that, that line. I mean, it's just where you have to be. So when I run down in here, as long as I could keep Chris... You know, by my door and then run down so he couldn't run a slide job on me. I figured we'd be all right. I've always raced him good, and he races me good, and I just hope we keep doing that. Dillinger talked about why he decided to run this race, in part because of the efforts put forth by Vince Laboon in honor of his dad. The guy puts a lot of effort into this race, you know, to make it special and want to get more cars to come down. And we generally don't like to travel too far from home, but... For the money that he was offering, the first-time runner here to get an extra $100, I mean, we had to come down and try it. Dellinger's been around for a while, won a lot of races in a lot of different types of cars. But running this pro stock, basically just for fun. Well, the car owners, uh, Jason Longwell there, and uh, 
I kind of do most of the work on a little bit there. And we play around and we're just racing for fun, really. We're not chasing anything. We just kind of race where we want. Something new, by the way, in victory lane this year as Vince Laboon, along with his son Connor, presented Dillinger with a championship belt similar to those won by professional wrestlers. A good touch that could become a great tradition. The top 10 in the ninth annual Ed Laboon Memorial, Alan Dellinger the winner, Chris Schneider second, Jason Fosnott finished third, Noah Burnell was fourth, and Chris McGuire was fifth. Six through 10 went to Jackson Humanic, Curtis Bish, Randy Wyatt, Todd Weldon, and Steve Dampolito. In the non-qualifiers race, Jason Black won that, followed by Ryan Moyer, Cam Kreisinger, Bill Slade, and Jacob Billick. I'm Bill Korch. At Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, when you win your first race at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, you get to take that checkered flag for a whole lap around the speedway. This is going to be a, a pretty long drive for Logan. Logan's dad won a lot of races here, so this is going to be a, he's going to be one proud papa. Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Logan Zarin's first great late model win. Let's hear it for Logan. Logan Zarin. Come on over, Logan. Congratulations. Thank you. I was telling the fans on your drive around the track, you've won some non-qualifying races. Knowing the history that your family has at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, to get your first official late model win, how special is it to you, and how special it is for your dad, Jim, and for your family? It's really special, man. I really want my first one to be here, so I'm really excited. I've been close, but finally got her done tonight, so I'm just really proud. We talk about your first win. You started up front. When you had that advantage of clean hair at, at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, how cr crucial is that to you, Logan? I mean, clean air is everything. I mean, if you get back in the pack, you're really screwed sometimes. So it, it was just good to start up front this time. So it's pretty much it. Just put it into emotions. What you were thinking when you're carrying that checkered flag around this speedway that you've come to since as a kid? Oh, it's unreal. I've been coming here since I was little. So it's finally I'm sitting on victory lane. So it's, it's wild. Logan, there's so many people that, that make successful happy. You have, let's talk about your crew. Um, my dad, Luke, Logan, Sam, my mom, of course, my sister, um, my girlfriend, Fran. Um, they all make it happen, so I wouldn't be here without them. Sponsors are so key. We obviously know Zarin Trucking is the main sponsor on the vehicle. Without them, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Are there anybody else's Logan that you need to give thanks to? Um, Lovell Enterprises, Balea Oil, Bazzetti's Hardware, Castle Vetter Landscape, uh, Wheels, Wings, and Wishes Foundation, Ingram Engines, KBC Race Graphics, Integra Racing Shocks, K1 Race Gear. That's, that's pretty much it. Pennsylvania Motor Speedway fans, let's give Logan Zarin one more round of applause for his first career win here at the Speedway. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party. 
a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, this is Tyler Harris, and I'm joined by Eric Reynolds, driver of the number 53 four-cylinder. Uh, we're currently here at the pits at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, first off, Eric, how's everything going? Good, good, thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So looking at the car, um, anybody who's been to the track or anybody who's seen pictures of things of going on in the track, they see this Herbie the Love Bug Beetle driving out there, and you happen to be the driver behind it. Yes, sir. So, so far, um, the season has gone up to expectations. This is your first year, just trying to get a feel for everything, get the seat time in. Have you found yourself making progress, or do you kind of find yourself out, out lost a little bit? Uh, we've absolutely made some great progress in just a few weeks. Uh, we went from running almost a lap down to running right at the back of the lead pack. So we've definitely made a couple changes and just seat time. I spoke recently with April Tennant. She drives the number 95 Lightning McQueen car, and here we go. We have another fictional car here. It's just wild the things you can see here at Pittsburgh. Um, but nonetheless, we're also here, and the Hamiltons are parked next to you. Is there some sort of uh, collaboration there? Yeah, they're uh, sort of business partners with us. They do all our towing for us. Uh, great, great people. Can't thank them enough for all the help they've done getting us to this point. So they're a sponsor on the car, and you have another sponsor as well. Let's talk about that one. Uh, main sponsors are Shop Crawford Auto Repair, and then we have Mac Tools on there as well. Uh, Dwayne Higgins at Mac Tools has helped us out a lot with uh, all the stuff we needed to be able to build this car. So. So speaking of the car, I mean, it's it's not very traditional that you see a Volkswagen Beetle uh, out there on the track. 
from what I understand, this car was a repossession. Uh, yes, the customer brought it in and didn't it needed more repairs than he wanted to pay for, so we offered to buy the car from him. Uh, we got it pretty cheap, and boss came up with the idea to build a race car out of it, and then the Herbie theme came along with it. So The, the car's original color was blue, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, yes. So blue to white. Uh, boss comes up with it, um, says, "Let's make it white. Let's let's you know race it." How hard was it to build a cage? I'm guessing it's fully custom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we ordered it through Dave Motorsports, took all the measurements, and we actually built it inside the car. We did not cut the roof off like some do. Uh, just took our time and worked out awesome. Was converting it over any other than just the cage? Was that any more difficult, or what, did it all kind of seem just to fall in place? Uh, surprisingly, it actually all went pretty smooth. I think the biggest issue we had was with the wiring. Just did Volkswagen's a little different than what we're accustomed to working with, so it took us a little time to get that down. You don't have that advantage of running like a Sunfire uh, or a Cavalier or any one of those cars. You, you're, you're running a Honda, yeah. You're, you're running something that's completely off the wall, really, and really truly untested. So uh, it shows it shows great admiration toward what you're able to do and the extra work that you guys had to put in just to get this car ready and prepared. So looking at it now, like I said, we're at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania's Motor Speedway. Um, I'm with Eric Reynolds, of course, driver of the number 53 Love Bug, Herbie the Love Bug. Do you guys have any other intentions of running anywhere else this season, or are you just looking to stay here at Pittsburgh just to kind of get some more seat time and get some laps under your belt? Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Uh, we're just going to stick here, get seat time. The track's so much bigger than a lot of other tracks. We'd have to make quite significant changes in gearing to really be competitive anywhere else. So pretty much just set up for here. So going back to how you got started, um, was were you exposed to dirt racing at all starting out, or did you just kind of have an idea, or was this all all from from your your boss and your and the Hamiltons and everything come together that you were just like, well, let's let's just give it a go. The car needs a driver, and I'm I'm willing to be that guy. Actually, uh, some family friends of mine growing up, they raced late models at State Line Speedway and State Line New York. Um, used to go to the track with them, help out with the cars when I was a teenager. Um, guess that's one thing that gives me a little bit of confidence in the car just growing up around it and seeing it before at least you have an idea of what's going on out there you're not just completely you know uh uh, what they call a green hat you know or you know you're you're, you kind of have an idea of what's going on out there you kind of know how these cars are going to react and what you kind of expect on a regular basis so looking forward to the future this year has been crazy with covid but are you just planning on spending the rest of the year here at pittsburgh and what are your plans for maybe for 2021 or have you not gotten that far yet uh we haven't really planned ahead yet uh but we'll definitely most likely just be here on saturday nights so any memorable moments so far it's been a young career only a few races but any memorable moments uh (laughs) quite a few just learning a lot um happy that we're getting better every week i feel more comfortable in the car and just looking forward to keep getting better so nothing no one event in particular really sticks out uh the only time i've been in contact with anybody i got bumped on a restart knocked me out of gear but other than that nothing crazy smooth sailing for the most part so obviously this can't be done alone i'm sure there's plenty of people that you would like to thank this is probably your best opportunity to do that yep Uh, i'd like to thank everybody at crawford auto repair robbie zach jimmy crystal um my family my two kids for being out here and supporting me doing this uh hamilton's towing mac tools and uh just everybody that supports us thank you 
So you mentioned your kids too. I mean, they have to love this car, right? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. My son, he he can't wait to wait to get to the track every weekend. We hear about it all Saturday long till we get here. I'm sure, he has a chance to sit in the car too and act like he's racing it. You betcha, he loves it. Well, that's great. Um, we wish you the absolute best, Eric, going forward. Um, it's it's great to see cars like this at Pittsburgh. It really keeps the fan interest up, um, especially with the with the crazy idea of running something that's not very traditional and now running something that's pretty uh, pretty different. So uh, we appreciate your time. We thank you very much. Again, uh, we can hear this on Rapid on Race, and so uh, I, we, we appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you very much. This portion of Rappin' on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, jennerstown.org. Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopole. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on Number One Cochran sales and service, go to Cochran.com. The NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour invades Jennerstown Speedway Complex Saturday, August 22nd. See the thundering open wheel modifieds and the stars of NASCAR's oldest touring series in a 150-lap battle. Plus, Martella's Pharmacy's late models, all on Saturday, August 22nd. Don't miss the NASCAR Modifieds Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway Saturday, August 22nd. Adult tickets just 25 bucks. Kids 12 and under free. NASCAR Modified Qualifying starts at 5.45 p.m. with opening ceremonies at 6 p.m. followed by late model heat races then 150 laps of ground pounding NASCAR Modified action on the half mile oval plus a 30 lap late model feature the NASCAR Modified's Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex Saturday night August 22nd advance tickets on sale now at Jennerstown.org Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. 
If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. Hi, this is Jay Coates, the announcer at Raceway 7. I'm here speaking with Jessica Harvey, driver of the 95H Mini Stock and also the current points leader with three feature wins on the year. Jessica, let me tell you, ask you a little bit about how you got into racing. Well, uh, racing's always been in my family. My grandpa raced, uh, my uncles raced, cousins, and it's just something I've grown up around. Um, my dad never really was able to get into it, just, you know, for other reasons but when I asked when I was you know coming of age he he thought about it and then once I finally turned 16 he decided that was the time let's get her into a race car and we've been doing it ever since how long have you been racing this is my fifth season what is it about the mini stock class that you have enjoyed the most over the last five years oh it's so fun um you can tear it up and it's not as expensive as like a modified or a late model I mean it it's not as big of a commitment I mean it's a commitment but I'm in school. I work part time. This is right now. This is the fix for me. I mean, for now, I I have fun with it. I've made friends. I basically have family that I've grown over the years with. So that's probably the best part about it. I'd say. Now this class is very very competitive. So to be midway through the season or mostly through the season and have feature wins, that's a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was. I, I told everyone my goal going into this year. I was so close last year with, I mean, second place. I think six weeks in a row, and I told everyone I just want one feature win, and to have three on the year. I mean, I feel pretty accomplished this year. I keep wanting more, of course, every week. I mean, I'm disappointed if I don't win, but this is it, it was it, the com- the competition is crazy. I, I go in each week thinking I know at least five people out there who can beat me, and I mean, there's other girls even that. I know there's nights that they can easily place in front of me. I just got to give it my best prep and hope for hope for a hope for a win. <laughs> and last season had to be tough with all those second place finishes. Were you frustrated by the end of the season, saying, "Okay, when is it ever going to happen?" Well, it uh, the. The shootout here, I actually got fourth and I pulled in. I said, what a relief, not a second place finish. We were laughing about it because it was it was almost discouraging at times because I felt like I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. And I mean, I'll be honest, I think all those second place finishes nine times out of ten, it was driver error. It was. I mean, the one time I really thought someone was right behind me, they weren't. So I decided to duck low and where into the line I thought they'd run. Weren't they weren't even close to me. But when I did that, I gave the guy Mark. Lawrence, I uh, I gave him his line and he was able to get around me on the last lap, driver error. And so this year, that's something I've had to take into consideration when I'm out there. You know, I have a lap to go. I'm in the lead. Just go where you're comfortable. Keep doing what you're doing. It's worked so far. And this year, uh, along with the three wins, you've also had some downs a couple weeks ago. Uh, your first and only DNF so far, I believe, on the season. How tough was it that night to get the car ready again to race the next week, knowing that you were in the points championship and knowing you had to be out there and still be on your top game? Well, after that wreck, um, I wasn't too shaken. I was shaken up a little bit about it. I was more worried about Emily. I, I don't like to see other people hurt. Um, but when we, we took the car home, we put it right in the garage. We were kind of looking at it a little bit. And then that's when our buddy said, just bring it over. We'll fix it. And I was at that point, I was like, I thought I lost the points lead. And when they updated them, I was still in the, in, in the lead only by four points, though. And that's when the nerves really started to settle in. I was like, I really got to, you know, I got to try my best to just get this car where it was, keep getting them top three finishes to, so I can get that point lead back. 
And I came out the next week and won with it, which that was a relief to say the least because my biggest worry was that the car was not going to run the same because you can ask anyone in any class when you wreck a car, that's your, at least for me, that's my main worry. Is it going to run the same? And for it to run, it was top notch. I mean, I think better than before. Maybe the wreck was some, maybe it was something for me to be grateful about, but it, it felt good to be able to come back from that. And after that, we have now, uh, including tonight, just three races left uh, before we crown our champions. What is your goal for the next three races, knowing that right now you have about a 50-point lead over second place? It's the same goal I tell myself every night. Make redraw on the heat race. I don't even care if I win. I mean, the wins are nice. It's more points. I get to hold that flag an extra little bit, but make redraw. Top 12 in the future, that's where I start. I'd like to finish top three, one piece, and have fun. I don't want to be disc- I don't want to be all mad and frustrated coming off that track because I got three races left. I'd love to win the points championship. I feel like good finishes in the heats and features, it's going to allow me to get to, I'll be able to claim that. And that's my hopes, just have fun. And who would you like to thank uh, that's helped you out, not only this season, but, you know, over the seasons? Who have been some of your biggest supporters? Well, I'll start off with saying this season, due to the COVID, it was hard. We couldn't get – I mean, we got – Three sponsors. Yeah, three sponsors compared to last year. I think I had eight, which and I understood completely. Like these businesses that I went back to over and over, I said, I'm not trying to bother you. If you can, you can. If not, I understand. And a lot of them couldn't. And I was like, I completely understand. I mean, it's hard right now. But um, this year, I got to thank my sponsors. We got Fat Muns Grub out of Corey, PA, WCTL Radio Station, and Thinks Tire, which they helped me out a bunch with some tires at the beginning of the season. And then, of course, I got to thank uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. That's why I call them uh, Doug Eck and Stacy Eck. They help out a ton. I mean, ever since Nicholas and me got together last year, his dad, and he, I wrecked a couple weeks ago, and his dad called up and said, hey, uh, what's the bill? And he basically forked it out for us. I mean, th- that helps a lot. Um, my dad... And my grandpa, they, I mean, every Sunday, my grandpa stops at the house. How'd you finish, you know? He always asks. He always wants to know. Um, and my dad, I mean, this year, me and Nicholas made a promise to him to just, we'll do it all our, ourselves. You just, you sit back and you relax for once. You don't got to tow nothing, pay for nothing, supply nothing. And we've been doing a really good job at that because I just, I want him to be able to just come and watch and enjoy it, you know? Um... And the fans, I mean, and my competitors. I can't do it without them. I mean, we butt, hey, there's certain people you butt heads with here and there, and there's certain people that they're never going to like you. I'm fine with that because I still come out and, hey, I'm still getting first place finishes, so I'm fine with it. But, yeah, the my competition, the fans, the tracks for opening up this year, that that was my biggest discouragement was at the beginning of the year I'm like man we're not gonna get to race at all and then when Dan and Dave at Erie's you know they've said all right we're opening up it was just like a relief you know we wiped the sweat from our brows and we're like let's go it was like buckle down time and uh that's who I gotta thank and also Nicholas I mean but he's included he he does everything though I mean he he works all damn day and then he gets home and he last night he went out just to do a slate inspection on the car he found out my entire right front axle was chewed apart we had to do a last minute axle change and I'm kind of glad he was just looking over the car because I'll be honest I mean I look it over but I'm not a mechanic I race the car as best I can and I basically am I'm the encouragement in the garage like everything going good 
but they and he did he does it every week day in day out he gets this car ready and I gotta thank him because until he started coming around this car wasn't nearly as good as it was you know but we got it where it is now and I'm just hoping for the same finishes well congratulations on a great season so far and good luck to you the rest of the season thank you so much this portion of Rappin' On Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. The 39th edition of the National Speedway Directory Book has info on over 1,200 racing facilities. Detailed information with addresses, exact directions, phone numbers, websites, nights of operation, and types of racing are included in this handy paperback book. There are also listings for sanctions, publications, museums, and schedules. The National Speedway Directory is essential in planning vacations and race outings in advance. The fourth edition of the History of America Speedways has updated information on over 9,000 auto racing facilities that have existed since the dawn of the automobile. There is data on the town they were located, various names, sizes of each track, and years operated. This hardcover book covers oval tracks, road courses, and drag strips, and has photos spread throughout. For more information on these two must-have books, call 847-853-0294 or order online at speedwaysonline.com. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Wing Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd Annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at 5 p.m. with hot laps at 6 and green flag racing at 7. General admission just $15 for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. We're going to talk to late model driver Brandon Groters. Brandon, uh, an unfamiliar face at the Lernerville Speedway. Uh, what's the uh, situation and why are you here? 
Well, uh, Scotty and I decided we want a little uh, little different scenery this week, so we decided to pony up, come on down here, and uh, race on uh, race on some of this red clay down here. You mentioned Scotty. Scott did well, been in racing for a long time, has had a lot of success. In spite of the fact that he's in the wheelchair, it hasn't slowed him down one bit. Nope, Scotty, he is a go-getter by all means. I mean, if there's something to be had, he's going for it. So he's a great car owner. We love love to have him here, and he always wants to be at the racetrack. So he's a, he's a good one to have in your corner. How did you end up in the ride? Well, I had uh, started my career racing the street socks. We were pretty successful in that. We won quite a few championships and some pretty big races around the area. And uh, it was about the time I was throwing the towel in on the street stock stuff. Scotty called me, you know, it was January, February, three years ago, and said his ride was available and he'd like me to pilot it. So here we are tonight. He's had a lot of good drivers in there and a lot of success. Now, when you said in the area, where were you winning all these championships? Uh, our local tracks up State Line, Erie Speedway. Uh, we've won a few of the Penn Ohio Series races down at uh, McKean County when uh, when they were open and racing. Uh, Raceway Seven, kind of that tri-state area, and uh, having a little having a little more tough go. Obviously, the late model rankings are a lot more stiff competition. Uh, we've we've had some mild success, uh, as you know. There's a lot more downs as are up in racing, but. Uh, we're here every week trying to give it our best, and hopefully we can uh, pick one off here for the end of the year. The competition in the late models is incredible and expensive. Uh, fortunately, Scott Gus has some good sponsors. Why don't you tell us who are some of the people involved in the program? Yeah, one of, uh, one of our big helps is Scott's uh, sister, Brenda. She owns uh, Fame RV Centers and the Sagertown Hardware. Um, she's always been on board with Scotty and uh, great help for us. Um, a new one we have this year is Diversified Ingredients. Um, Line X of Jamestown, 6 and 8 Builder Supply, Cleanse Brothers Diesel, Cleanse Farms, Tyler Stebbins Lawn Care, uh, Minko Tool. Um, we've got C-Deck by Phantom and, of course, uh, Phantom Graphics. I own that, so... We always try to keep some new fresh wraps on the car, make it keep it looking fresh. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of help on the car this year, and we're we're hoping that we can put this white B1D in winter circle. Let's talk about Phantom Graphics. I have a feeling I've seen a lot of your work. Yeah, we've been around the racing industry for shoot 15, 20 years now. Um, it all started when I was a young kid. My my old man raced, and he would hand letter all his own cars. And obviously, as technologies evolved. So did the electronics and the equipment, and when I came up through the ranks, we, we got into printing the wraps, and uh, we've got a really, really good crew at the shop that pretty much can handle anything graphic design from top to bottom, and uh, so we're, we're pretty fortunate to be able to keep our cars looking nice and neat every week. Save your team a ton of money. Let's talk about the guys turning wrenches on the car. Yeah, we've got a we've got a handful of guys that come out. Uh, Holden's here with us tonight. Tom, uh, he's here with us tonight. We keep the car at his place uh, just a convenience because I'm from Climber, New York, and Scott's down in in the Connie Lake area. So it's kind of a little more in the middle for us, and we get down there two three nights a week and you know help help wrench on the car. A lot of times I got a, I got a problem with right rear spoilers from for some reason. I think I got a magnetic you know it sticks to the wall quite often. So we're we're working on that right rear quite a bit, but we're hoping that uh you know we, we got some new stuff in the car this week hoping hoping to kind of smooth the car out a little bit and hopefully even gain a little speed with it but we're here to try it out tonight and see what happens well in closing is there anything you'd add anybody else you need to thank uh trump 2020 
Yeah, we're hoping that he gets uh, gets back in the seat this November. And as always, got to thank the wife. She was nice enough to keep uh, keep the kids home tonight, where we could go play a little bit. And she'll be uh, she'll be at Erie's with us tomorrow night. But it's always always nice when she's willing to lend that helping hand. The women in racing are eligible for sainthood for what they have to put up with. Well, I want to uh, thank you for talking to us, and I uh, wish you good luck. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. The NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour invades Jennerstown Speedway Complex Saturday, August 22nd. See the thundering open-wheel modifieds and the stars of NASCAR's oldest touring series in a 150-lap battle. Plus, Martellus Pharmacy's late models, all on Saturday, August 22nd. Don't miss the NASCAR Modifieds Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway, Saturday, August 22nd. Adult tickets just 25 bucks. Kids 12 and under free. NASCAR Modified Qualifying starts at 5.45 p.m. with opening ceremonies at 6 p.m., followed by late model heat races, then 150 laps of ground-pounding NASCAR Modified action on the half-mile oval, plus a 30-lap late model feature. The NASCAR Modified's Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, Saturday night, August 22nd. Advanced tickets on sale now at Jennerstown.org. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, PowerTech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Thomas Meat Mark. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. 
All right, listeners, this is Tyler Harris here with Brandon Mott, driver of the number 47 Crate Dirt Late model. Uh, Brandon, we had a chance to talk last week a little bit at uh, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway before the program got underway, but time cut us short a little bit, so now we have a little bit more time to talk this week. First off, how's it going with 2020? Um, Hopefully it's not too bad with the whole COVID-19 situation going on. It's been a little bit of a unique situation as I believe every racer fan and business owner is going through so we were kind of taking a week by week at the beginning of the season it was frustrating uh we had our car ready we were ready to go and it's week by week we were waiting to go then it would get canceled waiting to go it get canceled and it seems to be like that you know all over the place and i'm, I'm just glad we're racing now uh, a lot of the tracks are taking the precautions following the rules doing what they got to do to keep the shows going and giving uh, the fans a chance to actually get some entertainment value and through the start of this whole thing you you kind of was were dipping your toes into the to the i racing scene a little bit and actually actually how you and i got to meet each other was you posted uh, your seat steering wheel and pedals for sale on facebook and i found it and sure enough found out that you drive late models and here we are now yeah i uh, got into that shortly after i got the car because my theory was is a simulator it's supposed to be training i figured that was cheaper than taking the real thing out um however i just never could quite get into it i don't think the physical dynamic was there for me and i tried a couple times never really got the hang of it and as you saw i just sat there and collected dust (laughs) so that's why i moved it on yeah, it's not for everybody, you know. It's not everybody's cup of tea. But, you know, some people did have success with it. Michael Bauer, a local guy who got to race with some of the World of Outlaw drivers in the sprint cars. So it's cool to see some of the local guys have success with it. But understandably so, it's not for everybody. It wasn't for me either, but uh, I digress. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your start into racing. We, we had, a, again, a chance to talk a little bit. Uh, around five years old, it all started for you. Yeah, as a young child, my dad took me to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway about five years old. Uh, That was my start into it. Um, Many years going there every Saturday night, Um, you know, got the opportunity probably about six, seven years old. I got my first opportunity in a late model. I got to ride with Lynn Geisler in the number one Cochran super late model uh, for a kid's night down there. And that's a memory I'll hold on to till the day I die. Um, that memory actually stuck with me up until last year where I got the opportunity to be on the other side of the fence at Latrobe. I was the driver and they had a kid's night where we were able to take the kids around and give them a ride in the car. And hopefully I was able to give that sort of memory to uh, another kid like was given to me by Lynn Geisler. So you started at that young age, but let's talk about a little bit more about the racing side. When did you get involved in racing? Uh, what class was it in? And uh, where has it led you up to this point? Uh, pretty much from that time, I've messed with everything with motor. Uh, as soon as I get good on something, my parents would sell it. Um, started out actually with dirt bikes and quads. Uh, I ran A-Works division uh, in both side-by-side buggies and also quads. Uh, I did drag racing with both motorcycles and cars. Uh, I did some road course stuff. Did a little bit of everything. Um, Everything except dirt track. Dirt track was actually my first love, but the last thing I got involved into. I started three years ago, so this is my third season. So you finally decide to get your toes wet into some dirt racing. You buy a crate late model. So who'd you buy it off of? What year's the chassis? Uh, tell me a little bit more about the car itself. 
Oh, how I got into the car was actually hanging out at the Flick Garage, um, speaking with AJ and his father. I've been kicking around the idea of a dirt car for years, and all famer Mark Flick told me, don't be that guy at 70 years old wishing you didn't and didn't do it. And I said, I feel that way now. He says, you need to get a car as soon as possible. So I was looking at a lot of ads, and I sent them over to a good friend of mine, Tommy Dembowski, who's a very experienced uh, stock car driver. Um, Every ad I sent him, he kept telling me, it's junk, it's junk, you don't want this one, you don't want that one. Then finally, I fell on this one here, and I ended up with a 2009 GRT that I bought from Mike Opelinski, but... We just went to go look at it. In fact, when I told Tommy, we're just going to look at this car. Next thing we know, we're hitching up trailer, car, motor. Everything's all complete, and I'm bringing it home. And I'm telling Tommy to set up because I have no clue what I just got myself into. It's funny how that works. You just go to look, but little does he know, and little do you know, you're going to end up buying the thing. Uh, Sometimes it just works out like that. So the car's had a major transformation ever since from the time that you bought it. You told me that you pretty much had a brand-new body already on the car, and you didn't want to get rid of something that's already brand new um but now you have a very very um good looking car um to say the least the the way the decals are and everything like that tell me a little bit about the car and and what the importance of the paint scheme is for it yeah when i first purchased the car it had an all-white body on it it was brand new i wasn't a fan of the white but it was my first year and i knew it wasn't going to stay nice and i wasn't let down it it didn't stay nice very long uh it got put through its paces in my first year up at dog hollow then shortly after that i changed the color to blue and black my favorite color is blue um starting last year and also this year i've had mike blazovich do my graphics usually i just give him a general idea and a couple colors and he knocks it out of the park i I can't say enough about him i mean he just he's the next level on designs um the significance to the car this year there's actually a subdued american flag it's the thin blue line uh flag and support of police uh that kind of pays homage to my previous career path i was a police officer years ago and always support our men and women in blue uh soldiers everything else so i just did that design to show respect um the number of the car 47 is actually a shortened version of my old motocross number and also my old police badge number so another thing i noticed on the cars talking about decals is on the back spoiler on the one side you have gonna send it um any sort of relevance to that or significance to that saying uh that's kind of my personal motto Uh, i've been doing that my whole life uh which is probably why i got half the injuries i got um so yeah i just threw that one on there and then of course crossed the back says uh some chase bottles i smash throttles uh that's kind of I, I just don't drink much i'm not involved in any drugs or anything like that but racing is a full-blown addiction so it, it's kind of meant to be funny but man once a racing ball gets you you're hooked so with the car the way it looks and everything like that like we said absolutely beautiful blazovich knocks it out of the park you can find his decal on the side of your car but that's not the only decals you can find and that of course is your sponsors who helps you with this car every week and who helps you get to the track uh, that's correct. I got a lot of people helping me out. A lot of them are longtime friends. I have If It's Automotive in Plumboro. Uh, 
Brian's one of the best mechanics you'll ever meet. I mean, he's super particular about your vehicle. Um, I have metal supermarkets in Cranberry. Uh, they are a nationwide franchise, but specifically the store in Cranberry. Uh, it's a family-owned business. They have the resources of a national franchise with the feel of a mom-and-pop shop. Any fabricator, race car driver, um, they have everything you need for your project, and they are just super to deal with. I can't say enough about them. Uh, Trinega Construction. If you can dream it, they can build it. That's their motto, and that's the truth. I mean, this guy can do anything construction-related, residential or commercial. Um, they're a returning sponsor and a longtime friend. Um, I have MC Tool and Supply. Uh, sells a lot of tools, auto body supplies. Uh, Davis Diner in Springdale, some of the best food you'll have. They're rated number five in the nation. Um, solar Control Window Tinting. Uh, one of the best tinners in the Pittsburgh area. They also do uh, a lot of chip guard and ceramic coating on cars. Uh, RAR Sportswear, uh, another good supporter. Um, just a ton of people helping me out. Crew members as well that you would like to thank? Uh, yeah, my my dad, he's always been in my corner. Even when he doesn't show up the races, he's he's always included. He's my number one all the time. Uh, my crew chief is Brian Yarlett. Uh, it's kind of a family affair. So Brian and his brother-in-law, Rick Baldridge, they're my primary helpers. Uh, pretty much the only two I got, and they're, they're family as well. Now, if I understand correctly, whenever you decided to um, dip your toe into late model racing and getting into a dirt car, you were kind of torn between two options. It was a dirt car or it was a pilot license? Yeah, two opposite ends of the spectrum there. I was torn. I wanted to do something. I, I get kind of bored easy and... My theory was anyone can drive a dirt car, not anyone can fly an airplane. But then the more I thought about it, there's a lot of older people flying airplanes than there are driving dirt cars. So here I am. So moving forward with the year, um, the year's not quite over yet. The rest of 2020 is still upon us. What are you looking to do for the remainder of the season? I'm going to continue to run weekly at Pittsburgh. Uh, I like that track. This is my first time running it pretty much full time. Uh, it's a unique track to get used to. Very fast, very smooth, very wide. Um, found some issues on the car, which, as smooth as the track is, it helped me diagnose them. So I'm, I'm working on doing some changes to the car, and hopefully come this Saturday, I'll have a whole new car out there. Um, hoping to pick up a lot more speed. Well, it all comes with learning, and you started back in 2018 when you purchased the car, so now you're three years into it, age 37 when you started, now age 40. So you kind of got a late start compared to some of the kids that, you know, are growing up in go-karts and jumping up into full-blown 410 sprint cars or super late models, whatever it may be. But it all comes with experience as you're learning and as I'm sure everybody learns. I've never been behind the wheel of a race car, but I can imagine the difficulties and the frustrations that come with it. So my hats are off for you drivers who, who pull it off every week. Um, so, looking into 2021, any plans to maybe move up in class a little bit, or are you kind of content with where you're at right now and trying to master the crate late model? Uh, I love late models. That's where my heart's always been. Uh, I love to do super late model. Uh, I tried to pull it off this year. Unfortunately, it just wasn't in the budget. Um, 
I don't know if it will be in the budget. Those pockets might be a little too deep for me, but I'd love the opportunity to give it a shot. If I can pull it off, I might do it next year. We'll see. Well, your career is still young, and nonetheless, you still always have an opportunity. You never know when, when one is going to come by and, and pick it up for you. So, uh, Brandon, thanks for your time. Um, if fans or listeners want to want to kind of follow your career and follow what you're doing on a weekly basis, do you have a Facebook page or anything that fans can look at and follow? Yes, I have a Facebook page for the racing. It's uh, B Lot Racing 47 on Facebook. Easy enough. So you heard it here. Thanks, Brandon, for the time. I appreciate it. Best of luck for the rest of the season and best of luck in all your future endeavors. Thank you as well. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. The NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour invades Jennerstown Speedway Complex Saturday, August 22nd. See the thundering open-wheel modifieds and the stars of NASCAR's oldest touring series in a 150-lap battle. Plus, Martella's Pharmacy's late models, all on Saturday, August 22nd. Don't miss the NASCAR Modifieds Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway, Saturday, August 22nd. Adult tickets just 25 bucks. Kids 12 and under free. NASCAR Modified Qualifying starts at 5.45 p.m. with opening ceremonies at 6 p.m., followed by late model heat races, then 150 laps of ground-pounding NASCAR Modified action on the half-mile oval, plus a 30-lap late model feature. The NASCAR Modified's Laurel Highlands 150 at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, Saturday night, August 22nd. Advanced tickets on sale now at Jennerstown.org. want to thank our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Number One Cochrane Automotive, Dirt Monthly Magazine, Jennerstown Speedway, along with Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Speedway Directory, and Toma Meat Market. And we want to thank our reporters, Dave Oliveri, Lenny Baticki, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Mike Lisikowski, and Jim Zufall. And I also want to welcome Julie Coates, the announcer from Raceway 7, to our reporters group. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Stand on it. Come on, man. Stand on it. 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 
Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it.